Welcome to another episode of the Brown Couch Bros. Brown Couch Bros. In effect, back again for another episode this week. So much has been going on in sports. So much, so much. How you been, my brother? I've been good, man. Just grinding, working, same old same. You know, dealing with the the, the new baby. Well, he's not new, but uh, eleven months old. Uh, it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> 131 pounds. I got a, I got a kid at home. Yeah, man. T- tell the listeners about uh, tell the listeners about King James. King James, King Corso. Uh, bought him last November. Uh, when I bought him, it was 13 pounds, 13 and a half pounds. And uh, since then, of course, like I just said, he's 131 pounds. Still a puppy. It'd be two. I mean, it'd be one. I'm sorry. Uh, next month, November second. So. I'm gonna give him a big fat steak for his birthday. <laughs> for his birthday. <laughs> but other than that, man, great dog. You know, great family dog, and uh, yeah, we love him. Man, it's interesting that you're using that that name, man. King James. Where did that come from? Uh, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> the king. I, 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 the king. I'm, I'm, I'm a Michael Jordan guy, but I figured this this type of dog I'm gonna have has to fit the mold of a, of a LeBron James because he, you know, 131 pounds, he all muscle, so. The size yeah. and the stature. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good deal, man. Good deal. Well, listen, man, we are back uh, for another fun field high school season. So getting my son ready. They in, in fall league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, should have a good team this year. Kings should have a good team. We're turning them over to everybody, we, huh? Well, they 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 lost a bunch of seniors. Okay. Kings lost a bunch of seniors, but a bunch of young guys, I think, are gonna contribute. Um, you know, uh, 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 two juniors that 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 really uh, are gonna have an opportunity to step up. My son and uh, uh, Chaz, a uh, uh, transfer from uh, Catholic Central. So we're looking for big things out of those two and 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 the, and the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should be should be a good season. And I think a lot of people are looking at King and saying, "Oh, you lose Chauncey Willis Jr." Uh, and it's going down the twos, but I think folks gonna be surprised about what this group is gonna be able to accomplish. And I know you mentioned transfer, just kind of off topic, but on topic. You know, uh, when we talk about Imani Bates transferring to Eastern uh, and locally getting getting a little bit tru- getting into some trouble recently, uh, I, w- I hope that worked out for the young man. We had spoke about that before a couple of weeks ago when it happened. Or, you know. And, you know, prayers up to his family, and let's just hope things work out for him. Great talent. Yeah, rooting for that kid, man. Rooting for Imani Bates, and hopefully uh, he gets through this, past this, and learns from it, uh, and is able to get back on the floor and do what he loves to do. Yes, sir. Uh, but until then, let's tip it off. Got to tip it off the right way now. Got to tip it off the right way. Fantasy football, how you feeling? Uh, I'm a little disappointed. I'm 2-2 two and two in our league. I'm 2-2. Two and two. And what we call the D League, <laughs> where you came from, you moved up. <laughs> I mastered the D League. But anyway, man. ran know, through I, them guys I, in that I'm league. I'm two and two. Now, to be honest, I should be three and one, but it's fantasy. So, you know, when your guys don't show up uh, and guys that, uh, that you plan against that you don't expect to show up, they actually do show up. And that's how you end up being two and two. So, but overall, I think I'm solid. My roster is healthy. Um, moving forward. Looking at the schedule, I think I could go into the bye week, which is week six. You know, worst case, uh, three and three or four and two, something like that. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. This is the this is the moment in the season after four weeks where if you're sitting 500 or above, you're feeling good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, if you own four, if you own four, <laughs> you're looking a fire sale, and you and you and you're upset. <laughs> you're looking at a pink shirt, and 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 you're looking to sell off. What you can sell now, I'm probably mad at yourself that you done paid this $200, $300 entry fee. And you figure out how you can get your money back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we got a few guys in our league that are thinking about how they can get their money back. Already, already, <laughs> yeah. Chaos. The biggest I, one, the biggest, the greater of the draft, chaos. He had 0-4. I am surprised, you know, before the season started, it was probably one lion that I would have touched in fantasy football, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one being the running back, Swift. Uh, DeAndre Swift, and the other being TJ Hawkinson, the tight end, you which have. I drafted. Right. Uh, who would have thought Jamal Williams? Man, Jamal Williams, he's uh, 
he's the uh, the John Connor of this year's uh, fantasy because he's getting mm. all the goal line touches. Mm. Mm. You know, they pull Swift out uh, and they put uh, Jamal in, but lately, now since Swift is hurt, Jamal should be getting 15 to 20 touches a game, as you can see the last week against uh, uh, who did the team they scored 45 points in? Minnesota. Minnesota. No, no, this, this past Sunday. Oh, uh, Seattle. Uh, Seattle, Seattle. So Jamal, I think he had 17, 18 carries for 100 and some, some, some change. Yeah. Two scores. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, he he has been a surprise in fantasy football. And in a game and in a ha- a game and a half that uh, DeAndre Swift didn't play, Jamal Williams was in there, um, and he's proven himself to be somewhat of a home run hitter. Yeah, I mean, he, he could take it to the house if he, if he had opportunity. So, uh, and I know we're gonna touch on the Lions a little bit, so. I might want to just save some of my comments for later, but from a fantasy purposes, uh, he's been uh, nothing but uh, uh, a surprise, and uh, yeah, he, he's been well worth wherever you draft him. Man, it probably yeah. was late. Yeah, it was late. So, it, was late. Yeah. it was late. It was late for me for both of those guys, right? Right. Uh, but you know, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't have came out of this week with a win. And I mean, you, I, uh, I got both T.J. Hawkinson and Jamal Williams on my squad. Looking at the standings, I mean, you lead the league in scoring, so. Uh, I mean, what was the first week? I think you scored uh, 145 points and lost. And lost. <laughs> you actually <laughs> could be three and one. <laughs> and lost. I yeah. really could be three and one. But hey, that's how fantasy goes. Uh, so shout out to the two lines that I have on my team. But hey, let's get right into our show. Let's get it. So you mentioned this earlier in the week uh, when you and I talked, uh, and you talked about uh, where where the Lions are right now uh, in their season. Uh, and while we, you know, understand that these guys are one and three, you talked about some surprises that you thought uh, that came from the Lions. So go ahead and share those, your thoughts with the listeners um, on, on what's sort of surprising you about the team. Well, the one surprise is that if you would have told me coming into the season that the Lions would average 35 points a game and be one and three, I would I would bet my house on that that they wouldn't. That, that's a three and one record all day, if not undefeated. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely surprised at the defense. I knew we weren't that good, but I didn't think we were this bad. Mm. I mean, uh, just you know, Akuda, hats off to him. He's bounced back from uh, a bad rookie year. Got injured last year. He's playing solid at corner. They got a surprise in the six-round draft pick in Rodriguez, the linebacker. He's playing solid. But uh, other than that, the defense as a whole uh, is, has been very disappointing. And I think I posted on Facebook, you know, what team averaging 35, 36 points a game. And somebody said uh, the team is averaging 37. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Aaron Glenn, I remember when my son was being uh, – getting ready for the combine and they came down to uh, his pro day and he was uh, I think he was with the Saints at the time and he was high on my son at that time he mm-hmm. ran my son through drills and there was talk then that he would, could be a future head coach sure sure so and he had good pedigree I think the guy played 14 15 years in the NFL with the Jets solid corner and uh, did some good time did some good work with the Saints so mm-hmm. uh, I think cooler heads might have to prevail uh, eventually, if the Lions can't turn this around from a defensive standpoint, yeah, I, I look at it a little differently. Um, while I'm, I, I am surprised that the Lions are averaging thirty plus points a game. I'm also looking at who they play. Um, they play one playoff team, I believe, so thus far uh, in this young play in this young season mm-hmm. from last year, right? Um, and I can't remember if this if, if the Philadelphia Eagles made the playoffs last year. I can't I can't remember if they did. Um, but if so, that's two. Um, I'm questioning whether or not this is other teams underestimating the Lions offense or or is the Lions offense really that good? Um, I, 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 I see them them able to move the ball in periods and in spots. Um, but I'm also seeing uh really the lack of true playmakers on that team. I think right now Jared Goff is benefiting from a very good offensive line. 
Which they had, they had a good good line last they year. They had a good line last year. Mm-hmm. I think DeAndre Swift is the playmaker on that team. What we're starting to see is Jamal Williams starting to, to come about. And then uh, St. Brown, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's had a couple of good games there. Uh, but I think this is a, a, a little bit of fool's goal right now after four games. I want to see what happens over these next three or four games uh, in terms of their scoring. But with the defense, I feel so bad for Aaron Glenn. I feel bad for the brother because he's going to take the brunt of this. And if you've seen, if, if, if you heard uh, the press conference uh, from, the head, from the head coach the other day, mm-hmm. um, it was all about the defense and watching the film and looking at what we have to do. And if it's a personnel issue, is it is it scheme? So, you know, that's a recipe to me for really putting some of this blame on the defense. Now, listen, they can't stop a nosebleed. But you only mentioned one guy off that defense, and that's a cooler because he was a, a, a top four or five pick. Top three uh, pick. Top three. In, in the draft a few years ago. Not another playmaker on that defense. Mm-hmm. Not a guy – um, uh, that you game who, plan for who you can get who you have the game plan for, uh, who can cut off half of the field, uh, who who's gonna tackle, who's gonna get up the uh, you know in the backfield on the quarterback, nobody of note. And you got Indomitian Sue out there sitting around. I think he's a free agent looking mm-hmm. for looking for a home. Why not bring a guy like that back? Um, if nothing else, he 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 he's a guy that you got to account for on that defense. Now, his best years are probably behind him, but if he, you put him in that lineup right now, he's probably better than any other defensive lineman that the Lions have right now. I agree. I agree. And he's won a bowl. And he's, and, and he's won a chip. He's right. won a chip. Um, so, you know, one and three, uh, about where I thought they'd be. Uh, but because they played a couple of games that they probably should have won, one against Philadelphia and two, uh, this game against uh, uh, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. And even Seattle game, very winnable games down the stretch. And for them to lose, uh, you want to say same old Lions. Um, it's hard for me not to say same old Lions. Uh, but, you know, hey, it's still early. We'll see. And the other piece to this, if the Lions don't draft a quarterback in the second or third round, then I, 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 don't, I don't know what these guys are doing. Well, let me say this. One thing for sure, too, for certain, and I want to go back to your comment about them scoring points in the offense. They, 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 they have playmakers on offense with Swift. When this other kid gets healthy with Jamal Williams, they got one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. They running the ball against – they running the ball every week. The defensive side of the ball is where they need to draft. Next year they got two first-round draft picks. I agree. They do need to take a quarterback somewhere. But maybe not that early. If, if you can still get the production out of golf that you're getting now, next year, or the next two years, but what you, can't, what you cannot do is sign golf to a mega deal where you lock him into some guaranteed money and it, it's going to go against your salary cap and all of that. So I do agree with you. They do need to draft a quarterback. Uh, but I, 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 is golf going to be hanging around like Garoppolo? In San Francisco. It's going to be a deal like that. And it paid off for them because the quarterback in San Francisco got hurt. So he had not Garoppolo, who probably ran that offense better anyway for the guys that the Debo Samuels of the world and the Kittles of the world, you know, because he's a straight drop back guy. Uh, uh, moving forward, though, I think the Lions, uh, if they have seven, eight draft picks next year, first four or five of them need to be at least one, three of the four need to be defense, period. D-tackle, linebacker, corner. Uh, you get a healthy Tracy Walker back at safety. You, you got to address this defense, man, because you can't keep going out there scoring 30, 35 points and losing. That's just not – the NFL don't work that way. Well, you got to figure out. I mean, listen, you got to figure out whether it's scheme or whether it's talent. Well, um, to, I to, think it's talent. Well, you, you base your scheme on your talent. So what Aaron Glenn is doing – He's trying to line his guys up that he knows have weaknesses to make them be more successful uh, in the scheme, but their talent obviously hasn't rose to the occasion. So if you look at the Rams, when you look at their front seven or their whole 11, you got all you got a Hall of Famer, Aaron Donald. 
on the front at D tackle. You mm-hmm. had last year, you had a Hall of Fame linebacker in Bob Miller. Every level. And he got Jalen, uh, the young boy from Florida State, yep. in the secondary. Mm-hmm. So they had three guys out of the 11 that two of them Hall of Famers, one a, a pro bowler, going to be a pro bowler every year. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the Lions defense, front four, okay, you don't see nobody. Linebackers, mm, corner, you got a younger cooter out there who's finding his way. But Other here, than that. But here's the problem that I have. Na- name Hall of Famers from Seattle on defense. Where, where are the Hall of Famers there? Where are the Hall of Famers? Um, well, they don't have – that's why the Lions score 45 points. Right, but what's the difference between Seattle coming away with a win and the Lions not? Two things. Both One, of those defenses are terrible. Two things. One – you got a, a Hall of Fame coach over there with Seattle. Okay, let's Pete talk Carroll. about that. Let's talk about he, that. He won, been to two Super Bowls, won one. Over here on the Lions side, you got a young head coach, uh, bad game management skills, because he's blew two games just on game management alone. Alone. And you combine all of that, and I hate to say it, it's the Lions. It's, it's it's something about the Lions where every year our season is over with by Thanksgiving. Well, before so, Thanksgiving. And so this is what I mean. And, and 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 let me let me let me sort of bring home my point of the Lions needing a a, a, a quality quarterback or the quarterback of the future uh, early in rounds or even in free agency. You know, you got Lamar Jackson out there who's unhappy in Baltimore about getting getting paid. So maybe the Lions back up the Brinks truck and get Lamar Jackson in here. But for me, I equate the quarterback as your on-the-field game manager. So when, you're, when your head coach is inept, when your offensive coordinator is inept, and I'm not suggesting that either one of those guys are inept with the Lions, but they're starting to show some signs. Your quarterback <laughs> is the guy on the field that the rest of those guys in that huddle are looking to for leadership, right? And so there are times in games where your quarterback is the manager, where your quarterback is the leader, where your quarterback makes a play to secure victory or puts guys in position to be successful. I'm merely suggesting that Jared Goff ain't that guy. Well, let me say this. For the first four games, Jared Goff has been serviceable, and he's made plays to put the Lions in position to win games. Serviceable guys don't win games. What I'm saying is Serviceable this. guys keep you in the game. And he's done that. How many? It's the defense that who's – and yeah. I'm not a Jared Goff guy. Yeah, but – But what I'm saying is this. So they – they Jared Goff went – now, let's not forget. He went to a Super Bowl, too. He got, now, did they, he got drugged to a Super Bowl. Well – once again, they, they, he got he carried had, to a had, Super Bowl. He had talent around him. By some dudes. Now, we can say the same thing about Matt Stafford in that huddle. What guys What, what guys did he uh, leave I when he was in Detroit? Well, but see, Matt Stafford what, won. What did he do when he was in Detroit? Yeah, it was some close games Matt Stafford won. No, close. To be the quarterback, an elite guy, you want to be elite. So Matt Stafford not elite? No, he's not elite. Matt Stafford not better than Jared Goff. He's better than Jared Goff, but he's not elite. Does Matt Stafford win that game last week against Seattle if he's a Lion? Not with that defense, no. Jared Goff scored 45 points. You couldn't ask Jared Goff to do nothing else. The guy threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns. What, he, he, the strength and of he Matt scored. Stafford's arm. His ability I'm not to make about his strength. His ability to make tough throws. His ability to take chances, his ability to game manage, Matt Stafford would have won you one or two of those games that the, that the Lions have lost. Well, we won one, so we won well, three. I'm talking about the ones that they lost. With Matt Stafford they, at the helm, you two and two. Can listen, you agree with that? The Lions are two and two if Matt Stafford's the head. Not it, with it, this deep, because what did Jared Goff do to lose the three games? Nothing. He done nothing to lose the three. Well, couple He's of done turnovers nothing. late. No, he's done really nothing. And Matt Stafford never. This is what I'm saying. We had Matt Stafford here for 12 years. 12. He played with a Hall of Fame receiver. 
Uh, we ain't never won nothing with Matt. He had the big arm. To me, Matt really didn't show a lot. Of, he showed leadership one time when he ran up to the line of scrimmage after he was hurt. Uh, and yeah, and, he, and we won the game that way. But if you look back at Matt Stafford's record with the Lions, and when that's probably any starting quarterback, it's a losing record. Or some game-winning drives that Matt Stafford led. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. There are game winning drives that Matt Stafford led on a on a bad team on a a bad team culturally, not talent wise, but culturally it was a bad team. I'm simply suggesting that Jared Goff is not the answer. Right? No, he's not. And I think not. we can both agree that Jared Goff isn't the answer. For but what they're trying to do right now with the offense they're running with his second year in this offense. The way he's doing things now, I have he got no the problem. offense down pat. I have no problem with what he's doing this year. I'm on right saying Brown wouldn't be the player he is without Jared Goff. I have no problem with what he's doing this year. But you said it yourself that the Lions are playing for the future. It's it's after these four games, five games, they're statistically out of the playoffs. They're not going to win anything by Thanksgiving, right? They're headed in that direction. Right, I agree. You're so right. I'm simply saying right now to – to make up for the for for the coaching, to make up for the lack of game management from the sideline, you need a guy that you can depend on, that the guys on the field can depend on in the huddle to make the right decisions. And Jared Goff isn't the guy. Although he may not have lost the games for the Lions, he definitely hasn't won games for the Lions. And at some point in a game, a, a game manager a quarterback, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Pat Mahomes of the world, put the ball underneath their arm and say, follow me, we're going to take you home to this victory. Whether it's managing that clock, whether it's knowing where, where, where to put the place the ball, whether it's understanding the play calls, whether it's managing the clock, they simply get it done. And they get it done sometimes in spite of a bad defense. I, 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 I get that. But anytime. You averaging 35, 36 points a game. You're doing your job. He hasn't lost. They're one in three. Jared Goff didn't lose those three games. You can do your job and lose. But he's, he's done his job and lost. You can do your job and lose. So it's 50 it, years, bruh. 60 years since his team has won anything. I, doing I, your job ain't enough. You well, got to play above and beyond. And you got to lead other guys to play above and beyond themselves. It ain't enough. It ain't enough. You don't think that uh, the guy go out there, he work hard every week during the week during practice. He go out there. You don't think he's trying to win games? I don't think he's trying to lose games. And he hasn't lost those games. I don't games. think he's trying to lose games. If, 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 if Man, I you think take he, this same t- – if, if, if this defense would only give up 29 points a game, we'd be 4-0. Yeah, man. I, 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 it's not on Jared Goff right now. I'm not saying it's completely on Jared Goff. I agree with you that defense has to be a priority in the next draft. I'm just saying you got to cut bait with this guy, and you got to get a leader on the other side of the football in this draft too. I think you could do two things at one time. So how, I think in this next draft, I think the Lions can answer the issues in leadership and at the quarterback position and also address their concerns on on the defensive side. I agree of the ball. with you on that. I agree with you on that. But I'm think at this point in time, yeah, they do need to draft a quarterback. Are we gonna ride Jared Goff out? We're gonna ride this out. And I said earlier, they don't need to sign him too. But no, if, they don't if they keep no. averaging 30 points a game, whoever Listen. they draft Jared Goff is gonna be here for the next two, three years, at least the next two. Listen, showcase this this man for another franchise, for another team. Keep scoring 30. Another franchise not going to take up. him because the Lions going to give this guy a boatload of money because well, he's scoring points. They shouldn't. And if they do, then, I mean, hey, we're, we're destined for what we've had for the last 50 years, 60 years, ineptitude. Well, it's the Lions. <laughs> we won one playoff game since 1991. 60 years since we won the Super Bowl. What else you got? Man? But anyway. What else you got? Let's jump around a little bit to the NFL uh, and talk about this tour situation. Um. So two has already been uh, ruled out next week mm-hmm. um, in in Miami's uh, game next next Sunday. Um, as you all know, he's he's he suffered a, a couple of concussions the past couple of weeks. Uh, one, he, he he was hit 
pretty bad, got up and stumbled and got and went down again. Later ruled to come back in the game to finish it, uh, which was was certainly controversial uh, around the league and in, in that in that locker room in that franchise. Uh, we could certainly come to find out over the past few days that the the doctor, the team doctor who uh, examined him and ruled him um, uh, physically uh, able to to play, uh, has been fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I assume that you know the league had, had figured out this concussion protocol situation and were able to sort of move past this. Um, I'm sort of surprised that it ended this way. Um, it's my understanding that the, the team doctors uh, have the right to rule a player in or out once they're in pro- uh, uh, concussion protocol. Um, <coughs> to me, and look, I'm an observer on the, on the TV screen. When I saw him get hit, go down, get up, and stumble again, I said, oh, this guy's out. He, he, he's not coming back. He can't come back. Uh, and for him to be ruled to, in order to, to come back, uh, eligible to come back, I, I was really surprised by that. Well, here's my thoughts on this. Uh, it was a book written a long time ago. I can't remember. I think I, I got it at home. I just got to find it. I gave it to that brother Cry read it. It's called A million, $40 Million Slave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Sometimes these owners, or most of the times these owners, they don't care about nothing but them 60,000 fans that's coming into Ford Field. Uh, doctors are getting paid. Uh, the commissioner making $40 million a year from the owners. Uh, the coach, he, he has a responsibility for the other 52 guys that's in that locker room. And... Uh, they're going to ask you a couple of questions. How you feel? Can you go? You, you've been an athlete. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I've been an athlete. You know, how you feel? Can you go? Uh, yeah, I can go, coach. Because you as an athlete, you don't want to let down your teammates. Uh, you don't want to let down the organization. So you go out there and play. You play hurt. You play injured. Uh, the, 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 really, the doctor that got fired, he got fired because he got caught holding the bag. I don't know if you've seen the Michael Jackson documentary on Hulu. Mm-hmm. The guy who went to prison, the brother, he just was the last one like playing musical chairs. Right. It was one chair left. He didn't get in it. Right. It was doctors leading up to him that fed Michael Jackson a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. just the one caught holding the bag when mm-hmm. Mike died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he had to do the time. This ain't Tua's first rodeo with concussions. It's, Tua got co- uh, concussions at Alabama? At Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFLPA, they have to do a better job of uh, definitely communicating to these the coaches, to these owners that uh, the thorough, I know it's a, a concussion protocol, but when you see a guy like that laying on the ground, like this last concussion he suffered, and his fingers and, you know, they've been making emojis about gang signs, and it right. really ain't funny, but, you know, it was – he was, you know. It looked bad. It looked bad. It looked bad. It looked right. Bad. And then I, I didn't really like what the coach had to say because he just made it seem like, well, you know, we talked to the doctors uh, leading up to this this week. Uh, he, you know, he was out of, he was in uh, concussion protocol. He got cleared. So we just going off his information. But sometimes you guys just use common sense. Yeah. It ain't, you know, but. It, Owners and coaches, sometimes it's all about wins and losses. You're dealing with an organization who lowballed a brother as the head coach. Yeah. Got rid of him. Got rid of him. Got it on tape. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. and here you, you're dealing with a Samoan, quote unquote, man of color. Man of color. Uh, you think that would have happened to Dan Marino? Well, Dan Marino probably wouldn't have got hit like that, but. I, I digress, well, but they protected, Dan, they protected Marino Dan Marino like they protected the the the, the Pope, the, the Pope. So, yeah, man. And like like we were saying before we came on air, you know, it, you know, when we delve into the, the Boston Celtics situation, it is racism everywhere. Yeah. This team is three and one. Um, they want to protect their opportunity to make the playoffs and get back in the mix. 
It's been a long time since the Miami Dolphins have been in the mix in a playoff scene. Um, I just simply question where does the where does the accountability lie? Right now, the league is putting it on teams and doctors. Mm-hmm. Does the accountability also lie with the player? Does the accountability lie with his teammates? Because I can simply say, I, this is. There have been times where I played on teams with guys that were hurt and injured. Hurt. There's a difference between being hurt and injured. Mm-hmm. And we've always been taught, man, suck it up, get back in this game, shake it off, figure it out. We need you on the floor. Mm-hmm. We've always done that. I know personally I play injured. I played injured. I played in games in college injured. I played in games overseas injured. I played in games in high school injured when I probably shouldn't have been out there. Mm-hmm. Ankle swollen, knees, back. I had a dislocated shoulder in college, never missed a game. Strap it up, shoot it up, keep it going. Concussions are a bit different. Now you're talking about cognitive function. You're talking about the NFL playing at the highest level of football, where there's there's collisions at every every play, every snap of the ball. Mm -hmm. You got a guy who has a history of concussions. Mm Now you're talking about, okay, what is this quality of life going to be after, fo- after, after the football is mm-hmm. done? Yeah, yeah. And who's responsible for that? If you ask athletes, and I've seen you know, a number of documentaries where they've talked about ex-athletes from the 70s and 80s, football guys who would play, uh, Jim McMahon, you know, guys like that who would say, man, you know, I, 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 I can barely I have headaches, I can barely see. I can barely get up out the bed every day. Mm-hmm. I got these back issues. CTE. My walking, CTE, the whole nine guys have committed suicide. The guys who are still around to a man have all said that if you've got to do it all over again, if they had to do it all over again, they would still do it. They would do it the same way. And so where does the level of accountability lie? Players aren't going to take themselves out of play. Mm-mm. Doctors have way too much pressure on them to put the best product out on the on the floor or on the field and say, hey, we're going to figure out how to get you back on the field. Their thought process isn't, are you well enough to go back on the field? It's how can we get you back on the field? And is it your teammates? Does Tua need a teammate to say, hey, man, we're going to do this without you? You can't go, man. You can't go. I'm looking at you. I'm I'm staring you in the eye. You cannot go. Is somebody going to say to you, your teammate going to say to somebody you trust, right? You in combat with every day. Say, man, you can't go. It's good. Sit this one out. We got you. But where do you think that starts at? Because it it, it, it damn sure don't start in Little League. We all been groomed, like you just said, to play. Nobody's coming up to a Little League kid especially particularly one of his teammates saying, sit this one out. You the star quarterback, but we trying to win. They ain't saying. So it, it's, it starts little league, middle school, high school, college, pro. Everybody's saying the same thing. Can you go? They ain't, they not saying what you just said. Hey, man, no, you need to sit down. Hey, coach, no, we need to go with the number two guy right now because this yeah. guy can't go. Nobody's saying that because uh, I, I forget the song. If it don't make money, it don't make sense. If it don't make dollars, it, it don't, don't make, make sense. sense. So, it, 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 and once again, to your point, it, I, I played high school football, concussed. Uh, college baseball, got hit in the head before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't concussed, but still. Um, well, how do you know? How, how do you know? Right. You wouldn't have known whether or not you were concussed. All I knew is I had a headache. That's it. That's it. That's it. But a lot of people, a concussion... And I know everybody knows what it is, but your brain, your head is a skull. When your brain moves inside your skull, it's something wrong. Something wrong. It don't supposed to move. Yep. It's yep. supposed to be nice and steady and solid. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. any movement in there, it's off tilter. Mm-hmm. You concussed. Mm-hmm. 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 So, hey, man, I mean. It's the culture of sports. 
it's the, it's it's the, the culture. culture that we came up in. Yeah. It's the culture that it quote unquote made you a man, right? You know, you were measured by your ability to play through injury. You were measured by your ability to sustain punishment. And that's a culture. That that is a culture that it, it existed well be, before us and it's probably going to exist well beyond uh, us. Beyond us. Yep. And until guys stand up and stay, and, and we're starting to see people. You start mm-hmm. to see guys retire a whole lot earlier. Yep. You start to see guys, particularly in the NBA, who are, you know, load managing. Um, you know, LeBron is on his 20th year playing at the highest level that I've ever seen anybody, right? But it's 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 the taking care of your body, it's the whole, it's 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 putting the right foods in, but it's also knowing when to say when. Yeah. Right? When to not play through injury, when to not play while you hurt. And while we as fans look at that and say, oh, man, a guy's soft or he's not giving his all, or why they paying him all this money and he's not showing up, there are some guys out there that are choosing themselves over the NFL team, choosing themselves over the NBA team, and choosing themselves over fans. But at some point, we've got to figure this out because the long-term problem that we're seeing is that guys' quality of life is suffering because they decide to go back into a game on any given Sunday when they probably should have sat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now you can't walk at 35 with your kids. Now at 45, you know, your cognitive skills ain't what they used to be. And at 55, now you got all these ailments that you're taking umpteen pills every day mm-hmm. just to function through life. I'll give you a prime example. And the NFL, that's why it stands for NFL, not for long. Not for long. Because uh, your, your man said it best. Who used to be the guard back there with Dame Dollar, backcourt mate? CJ McCullough. CJ McCullough. He said coming into the season, they already got the load management schedule up. He said him and Dame look at each other and be like, no, I'm playing this night. It could be the Lakers. But they should they off. But he be like, no, nah, we, we playing tonight. You know, in football, you got 16 games. 17, you can't, now. 17 now. But you can't go up to Matt Stafford and be like, Matt, oh, you sitting out week four. We on, we at home. We got the Lions. I hate to use the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the Lions coming in. We're going to sit you down for week four. No. 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 We not. We not. No. Basketball, baseball, 82 games in basketball, 162 in baseball. Yeah, I can see Albert Pujols down for 20 games a year. Cabrera, uh, no, Mickey, you're not playing for the next three days. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't going to yeah. make no difference in yeah. standings. You know, yeah. football yeah. is different. You only got 17 You got them, 17 man. games. And if Matt Stafford can go out there with a sling on his left shoulder, he right-handed, oh, he good. Mm-hmm. As long as he can take the snap, we, we can run some plays. He can hand it off with his right hand to the left. We ain't, he ain't got to use his left hand to do nothing. Tom you know, Brady going out there, Tom broken Br- fingers, broken hand. That. He's still playing. No low management for the NFL. No low management for those guys. And, I, you know, it's just, you know, again, it's the quality of life issue for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's those things that, you know, we don't see as fans, um, but wives see it, right? Kids see it. Mm-hmm. Family members see it. Uh, and that's, you know, at some point, you know, enough has got to be enough. Uh, I mean, when guys are, start committing suicide. Yeah. I mean, Dave uh, Durson. Dave Durson. Come on, man. Uh, 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 linebacker from San Diego. Uh, 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 another guy from Kansas City killed himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Got, and like you just mentioned earlier, guys, they now they retiring early. Early. Five, six years, I'm out. Early. Patrick, Five, six years. Linebacker, the, Hall of Fame would have been a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. from San Francisco, middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. So I'm done. Yep. Play seven. Pat I'm Willis. Good. Pat Willis. Pat Willis. Yep. And. He said, I'm done. Yeah. I made I, I made good money. I invested well. I got all my fingers, toes, everything working good. I'm out. It becomes a quality of life issue, man. And yeah. guys are now choosing their, their, their quality of life over, uh, you know, other, over, over playing 162 uh, uh, games, playing 82, 82 games, games, and playing, sometimes playing 17 games. Or not even that, every snap. Mm-hmm. You, can, you see guys sitting out snaps now. Yeah. You know, that's still a form of load management. Nah, I'll go in with this next unit. Give me third down. I can take third down this series. Go get the quarterback, and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so. only a handful of backs that's playing 
uh, getting 25, 30 carries a game anyway. That's it. Five, That's six it backs. Too. That's it. Too. We draft them early. Yeah, no fantasy. more no more bell cows. No, no, no. Everybody you know, got two backs. Two back. Two back system. You got to. You got to two have back two backs. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so. All right, so let's listen. Uh, let's uh, go on over to the NBA. The NBA. Little controversy. Little controversy over the last few weeks. Um, the MAU Doka situation over in Boston. Mm. So Boston uh, had a press conference a few weeks ago um, with Brad Stevens and the, and the GM, and they announced that MAU Doka, the, the Celtics head coach, who led them to uh, an NBA uh, championship series last year, didn't didn't win it, uh, but led them there. Uh, and a Boston Celtics team that nobody thought would would, would make it to the NBA Finals. Uh, led him to the NBA Finals, lost, uh, but is now suspended uh, in, uh, for the entire year uh, for uh, violating Boston Celtics team rules. Uh, and what has come out thus far is that he had consensual inappropriate relationship um, with a member of the Celtics staff. Um, and, you know, when this first hit, there were a bunch of rumors floating around about who this staff member was or, or, or could be. Uh, many of those young ladies, uh, those women, um, were, were uh, drugged through the mud in social media and mm -hmm. Twitter and all sorts of things who, um, for all accounts, had nothing to do with uh, the, the situation at all. Uh, we think we know who it is based on you know the reports that have come out. Uh, we're not going to say any names on this show because uh, that's none of our business. But I have a lot of thoughts about um, what happened. Um, you know, first and foremost, I don't condone uh, anything that M.A. Udoka has done. I think it's inappropriate. I think he's wrong. Uh, you violate a rule. You should be punished for it. Um, although he's not a married man, he he um, uh, participated in an inappropriate relationship with someone who is married. So you. You know, that's 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 an issue. Mm -hmm. um, I guess my confusion by this is I think that this is a fireable offense. But the Boston Celtics didn't choose to fire. Him. They chose to suspend him. And because of that, at least right now, they chose to suspend them. Maybe they'll change their mind and do some other things moving forward. But the concern from the team and, and for me would be, how long are we going to answer these questions? Um, um, your coach isn't here. You know, Jason Tatum, uh, uh, Jalen Brown are going to be asked. Uh, Marcus Smart going to be asked. Yeah, as soon as they get on a five-game losing streak. About, about the about – the coach, you know, the change in coach staff, et cetera. And they're going to be bombarded with this throughout the season, at least at the beginning. And I think in fairness to the team in terms of them being able to move on, because, look, the chances of M.A. Udoka coming back and, and having some success under these conditions after what he has done and participated in are slim to me. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee them bringing him back. <coughs> But why not fire the guy right now? Fire the guy, cut your bait, move on. Secondly, why do we know about this? For me, this is a personnel matter. Should have been handled in-house. He violated a rule. You make a deter, you investigate. You make a determination based on the investigation and the information you have in front of you. And you move on. This is made news, this is made national news. Now we all know about this man and the woman um, and M.A. Udoka's um, uh, fiance, uh, who we all know. Um, and this is all public, public information. To me, it's a personnel matter that should have been handled in-house. Fire the guy, cut your bait, move on. Um, the Boston Celtics don't have to answer many questions. Uh, we had a coach that violated our team rules. It's unacceptable. Um, in order for us to, to, to maintain our integrity and our trust with the rest of the employees uh, in, our, in our organization, 
Um, we've got to make a stand here. We got to fire him and we got to move on. Um, to me, the Celtics missed that opportunity uh, to show the, their sheer trust uh, uh, for all those other women uh, in that organization uh, by not firing him right away. If this was consensual, then it's consensual. I'm trying to figure out what else are they waiting for. Here's the deal. When you're dealing with a multi-billion dollar operation, or you're dealing with multi-billion dollar individuals, billionaires, multi-millionaires, it's a difference between James Smith, who the custodian at Durfee Middle School, having a consensual relationship with Miss Smith, who married. No, we're not calling the Detroit News on that. Because it ain't news. It's just two people in a school doing what they do. It ain't important. When you're dealing with organizations like the Boston Celtics or any pro-organization or anybody with money, it's going to be media-driven. Well, I remember when Bill Gates, him and his wife, got divorced. The richest man, one of the richest men in the world. She got no, I'm talking about. I'm sorry, Bezos. 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 Yeah, he, 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 she divorced again. I thought I saw. Well, it. She, she just married a school. Married another guy. No, she married a school guy. teacher. Yeah. 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 But what I'm saying is, now, if you can't be with a school teacher. Well, well, he's rich, he's rich <laughs> you can't now. Stay, you he can't stay with a guy who teach school. Come on, man. <laughs> well, You're the easiest people to get along. I, with. I say all that to say that. <laughs> uh, uh, and I think Terry Foster used to say it best when he was on 97 won the ticket. Uh, sports is not real. This, 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 this is not the real world. This is not the real world we living in. This sports thing, it's just all about dollars and cents, winning championships. The Boston Celtics are a billion-dollar operation. It's going to get out. I agree with you. Yeah, this should have been a human resources situation. But right. because it's a multi-billion-dollar operation, leaks. It's going to be leaks. Be- gonna, and, and once the leaks get out, you, you don't have enough glue to clog them. And because it's a multi-billion dollar operation and because it's one of the most story franchises um, in, in professional sports, uh, not just in the NBA, you expect more. I expected more. Brad Stevens got on a press conference and, and cried and was emotional about how women in that franchise have been drugged through the mud and accused of things they didn't did, didn't do because of these reports that have come out. He was emotional about it, which is justified. But at that point, to me, he missed the opportunity to really show how serious this was and how supportive he was of those women. If this employee committed an act that was so egregious that it brought you to tears on national TV and was a clear-cut violation and a fireable offense, you should have done it right there. Or not had a press conference. Because all you simply said was, Winning basketball games might be more important than you getting drugged through the mud and have to go home and explain to your husband that it wasn't you that they're talking about sleeping with this guy. Well, that it, you got to go home and explain to your kids that, hey, mommy wasn't involved in that. Yeah, you know tough that conversation to be. And he had the opportunity to really stand up for them. Now, having said that, we don't know everything. So maybe it wasn't so egregious. We don't know. Maybe there's more to it that they're not telling us. Maybe. Maybe it's worse than what we thought. I saw Matt Barnes post something. Say, hey, you know, I got to take back everything that I said on, on social media. This is worse than I thought. Well, we don't know. I sure like to know. I sure like to see it. But because, but based on the information I have in front of me, I think the Boston Celtics is missing opportunity to really show up in a way that really takes, that those women will take that franchise seriously. And absent from any other information that's not been reported, 
that's the stance that I have to take because I see this stuff every day and I agree with you that this isn't Joe Blow off the street, but they got Joe Blows that work for that organization who are looking and watching how they move and groove and the decisions that they make. And if you don't think that the way they handled this MAU Doka situation, that a dude who show up late to, to pop popcorn ain't going to come up to them and say, hey, well, y'all didn't do the dude, the other dude like that. Why y'all trying to play me? That's going to happen. If it doesn't happen with the popcorn guy, it's going to happen with the ticket guy. If it doesn't happen with the ticket guy, it's going to happen with the lady who sell, who, who, who sell uh, merchandise. Doesn't happen with them, it's going to happen to the eighth man on the team who going to say, y'all not serious about this. I'm be late for practice. You gonna get on me for being late for practice? You gonna get on me for violating team rules? You didn't fire that guy. Suspend me and pay me. Don't fire me. Suspend me and pay me. These sort of things matriculate down to other aspects of an organization. I see it every day. Well, you you the one organization that's recently been in the news along with the Boston Celtics is the Phoenix Suns. Now, their owner in the past has said derogatory comments to women, uh, said things that were racial in nature and in tone. <coughs> Excuse me. They threw a little $10 million fine out there, but that wasn't enough. So guess what? They put so much pressure on this guy, he's selling the team. And this doesn't have nothing to do with, I mean, it's something similar to, to Boston's situation because it's women involved, but it no sexual content from what we understand with Phoenix. But somebody in Phoenix took a stand. Somebody said, came to him and said, hey, man, you, you want to sell this franchise. Well, the difference is Robert Sarver is the owner. We're talking about. It may you who's an employee. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it, it, it's still a billion dollar operation. This guy's, he don't want to sell it. He's gonna get paid. But what Robert Sarver did, he did it in front of people. There's an issue with great Draymond Green, right? Where he said, how, "How is it that Draymond Green can say the N word and I can't?" It's been countless issues over years and years that this guy has done this and behaved in this way. This is not, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's different because there's a pattern here. We don't know if there's a pattern with M.A. We don't know if he's done this with other people in the Boston Celtics organization. We don't know if he had issues in, 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 in San Antonio mm. when he was under pop. We don't know that. We know Robert Sarver his, his racism goes back years when Sean Marion was on the team. But let me ask you when this. When Q was on the team. Let me ask you this. One of these was black women. One of these were black women that this happened to. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Now, I can remember one incident back in the day when Isaiah Thomas was the, the president or the coach of the New York Knicks, mm -hmm. and he had an inappropriate relationship with an underling. Mm-hmm. She sued, won about $11 million. Yep. You know, um, did they fire Isaiah or? I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember what happened to Z. But if this was a black woman or black women, will it be a big issue? Bro, they don't care. They won't care as much. They won't care. They as wouldn't much. care as much. This we, woman. We in Boston. We in Boston. You didn't supposedly have relationships with two white women. One we, of them, the VP's wife. Consensual. We in Boston. They black may not, man. They don't care as much. They won't care as much if it was black women. They wouldn't care as much. That's what I'm saying. So when we, we when you said it earlier, the women that they were putting out there earlier, they were black. They were well, at least one. one of them at least was. one of them was. At least one of them was on staff. On staff. Now she got to go home and explain when she interviewing for other positions to try to make her way up through the ranks. She got to explain. And they it, already don't want women. Coaching in the NBA. Coaching in the NBA, coaching in the NFL, coaching in college exactly. football uh, with men. Um, and for this to come out, 
Now these schools, these organizations are going to start to second guess whether or not we want to hire a woman in a position of assistant coach or if we want to hire a woman anywhere near men. Men. Right? Which is a travesty because we all know, um, look, there, there have been, there have been a, a number of women who are just as qualified, if not more qualified, to, to, to work these jobs, to coach. NFL, NBA, college football, basketball, and do an outstanding job. And we can we can go on and on and, and, and naming them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is in its totality is a, certainly an unfortunate situation all the way around. Um, obviously, there are racial undertones. Uh, the level of sexism involved here. Um, but I, at the end of it, for me, based on the information that's been reported. I think the Boston Celtics missed an opportunity to really stand up for those women. They did. And to really stand up for other people in that organization who work a job in that organization, regardless of what they do, regardless of how much money they make, but people who should be respected. They should have fired you. And there's a level of trust that you as a leader of an organization have to show to the rest of the employees. And I'm saying that, again, based on what I know or what has been reported. It was a missed opportunity by the Boston Celtics. Can't say I'm surprised for all the things that you just named. It's still Boston. Still Boston. It's still Boston, man. They called they call Bill Russell the N-word. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, this guy won 11 they championships. They wouldn't let him stay in hotels in Boston. Let's go. I mean, come on. Come on. Right. What are we talking about here? Right. Um. But that's that's the position, and, and and hopefully more information comes out. Um, we'll see what happens with this with this situation as the NBA season starts. We got um, uh, preseason games happening this week, um, so we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, again, unfortunate situation. I don't condone anything that MAU Doka has done. I think the team is an opportunity to really take a stand um, and really show the rest of that organization a level of trust. Uh, that folks want to see when you're working a job. And at the end of the day, uh, it's not fair to the players. It's not fair to the organization. Uh, I agree with you. I think he should have been terminated. Uh, this is going to be hanging over their head, at least for the first half of the season, depending on how they plan on the court. And, um, yeah, you know, they pros, so they got to move forward. They got to be prepared to, be, to play every day or uh, – like you said earlier about the load schedule when they're not going to play. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. All right, another episode of the Brown Couch Bros. The Brown Couch Bros, we are back. You want to talk about our sponsor uh, sponsorship opportunities? Man, we're looking for sponsors, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, you know, we like to get on the air more often. You know, uh, we, we both... Uh, you know, family man, full-time job, stuff like that. But we do like to get on the air. We like to come down here uh, to Durfee, uh, the old Durfee Middle School, the Motown Motivated. Uh, got a great producer in Taylor. Uh, he's here uh, working with us. And we're we, we just trying to get the Brown College Brothers out there more often, man. But we need, we need a little bit more help uh, to do that. So uh, you can reach me at uh, – you can email me at dweb six the word six s-i-x-t-k-k at yahoo.com or you can call me 313-704-1664 text me and stuff like that i know some cues out there that got some businesses that have mentioned it before so here's an opportunity uh not only the cues but anybody else uh to, to to help the brown college brothers out get us on the air more more often and more frequent Hey, look, we're looking for sponsorship. Uh, so if you have a, a, a local business that you'd like to sponsor, uh, hit us up. Hit Web up. And uh, you can also hit us up at, on our Instagram page at the Brown Couch Bros on Instagram uh, for your uh, companies. We're looking for folks to sponsor um, uh, sponsor episodes. Uh, we want to get your business out there, but we also want to continue to bring great content to the people. Uh, and so we want to do that more often. Uh, and we can with your sponsorship. Uh, and our producer, you know, listen, he just had a baby. <laughs> so he definitely baby needs yeah, some yeah. shoes. Baby needs some shoes, right. We right. save enough for college. Baby got to eat. He needs some formula. Some formula, <laughs> some milk, all of that. Uh, so listen, uh, come and, and, and sponsor us. Uh, and uh, we'll continue to bring you great content. 
Uh, but with that, we are out. Three, two, one, Brown Couch Bros. We out of here. OWT out.